Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Lorelai Weissel-Labrizzi. I'm Brian Dawes. I'm Chris Delano. And I'm Carrie Thomas. And I'm sure you're all wondering, did we get that GameStop money? Were we in on it early? Uh, to find out the answer, go to patreon.com slash the Vorthos cast and just join our Patreon and we'll tell you. <laughs> I, uh, I have some exciting, uh, something exciting to share today it is officially as of yesterday one year since we released the first DD episode of the vorthos cast meaning yesterday was my one year anniversary on the cast wow what a nerd which also means that we're coming up on our third birthday of the podcast soon which is very exciting nerd is it is it though <laughs> yeah three years is it's really cool that's not real that's fake it legitimately feels like we started it uh yesterday so oh i i was gonna say it feels like we've been doing this for like 10 goddamn years oh no dominaria (laughs) was like last month in my mind so Uh, anyway happy kaldheim is out on digital platforms to everybody and out in paper soon so if you have magic the gathering online or magic the gathering arena either on a desktop or one of your fancy Android mobile devices uh, for that test, uh, you can go play with Kaldheim now. It seems like a neat set. And this is us going back to uh, Magic Story. We are on the second iteration of Magic Story, so part two of the main story and the second Nico story. This is the one where they wake Carrie up. (laughs) <laughs> the trolls i see how it is <laughs> i see uh yeah so that that is in fact the title of the second episode awaken the trolls so this episode begins with kaya arriving in Notvold, uh having been transported there by kosima's longship that Elrond sent her she uh kind of reminisces about the trip so far and has to snap herself back into reality because it's like hey there's possibly an extra planar threat here, and that's very serious. And as a planeswalker, it's my responsibility to deal with these kinds of things. And so she's walking through these uh, ancient, ruinous forests and uh, notices a clearing ahead. And there's a whole bunch of little trolls out there. These are the Hagi, the uh, the red faction of trolls the little uh kind of goblin replacements of this world and there's a bunch of them gathered around listening to someone speak to them this hooded figure uh covered in clanging coins who's inciting them into a fury and promising them glory and violence and treasure so you could say that kaya stumbled across uh my twitter feed it's really funny you say that chris because uh she notices that uh, there's kind of a shimmer around the edge of this person, and as a seasoned hunter recognizes it immediately, that there's an illusion spell at play. And so she casts this little, like, windborne disenchant uh, that she blows from her hand, and it travels across the field, and the illusion dissipates. And lo and behold, look who it is! It's Chris of the Vorthos cast! What a twist! <laughs> yeah, I do incite trolls quite often. Sorry. It is our buddy. Trashman himself, Tibble, uh, on on Kaldheim, being a jerk. 
Kaya has never met Tibble, but knows of his reputation. And uh, so she, see, seeing that she's not actually, like, dealing with a god and just another planeswalker. You know, just another planeswalker. She walks out into the field and uh, Tibble's like, hey, trolls, you want to do some violence? Go do some violence. She tries to, like, reason with them, saying that Tibble's the one who is trying to deceive you with his appearance and whatnot, and they look between the two of them and they rush her instead. So she she does start to dispatch. She does dispatch them. Then she gives chase to Tybalt. She, like, sticks one in a tree, right? Like, she, she... I'm not, like, misremembering that. She does, like, phase one into a tree. Yeah. Uh, there there are a lot of... Like, so, one of the things the Gathering Storm by Jenga Wexler did that I really liked was really explored Kaya's powers. And I feel like the Kaldheim stories are, like, pushing them just a little bit farther than we've seen before in really interesting ways. So, turning her actual enemy partially immaterial and getting them stuck in a tree is new. Well, is it, though? Because she kind of turned rat immaterial to, to planeswalk. No, but her. to, like, to, <laughs> to fight a thing. That's fair. It's just, like, offensive, violent use of it. So she's chasing Tybalt through the forest, and, uh, you know, he's Tybalt. She catches up to him, and, and they have a uh, a small conversation where they go through their back and forth. Kaya's all, hey... I've heard of you. You're a bad dude. And Tybalt's like, yes, and I've heard of you. You're a you're a killer and a murderer. And uh, Kaya's like pretty easily gonna win this fight. But Tybalt, brave, adamant Tybalt, doesn't go down without a fight. Uh, not his fight, though. He whistles, and the ground around him starts to awaken uh, as as the much larger trolls sleeping in the hillside uh, awaken and start attacking Kaya. And in the chaos, Tybalt takes out the, um, the Sword of the Realms and cuts open an omen path to uh, an- another another of the World Tree worlds and hops away. So we have our other preview card. Open the omen paths. That, that was it. Yay. These trolls are a little trickier to fight. They're much larger and much stronger and much tougher. Uh, Kaya cannot even stab them through their skin with her knives because they're too stone-like. And so she uh, she turns her hand and the blade in material and stabs one in like the base of its spine and then rematerializes the knife. And the troll wails in ag- agony and topples over. Which is a move we've seen before, and at and a way she successfully killed things. And then the troll gets back up. She is now down one knife. <laughs> oh, she she broke the other one already. I forget which order that happened. Yeah, one one breaks on the skin, one gets stuck in a troll, and at this point, Kai is in trouble. But thankfully, with all two of his brain cells that he keeps in his biceps. John Cena appears. I can't believe you would insult John Cena's intelligence like that. The man has built a professional hey, wrestling hey. and acting career like almost no one in the industry. 
We will not disparage Tyvar Kell in my house. Yeah, I don't feel like Tyvar is dumb. He's just uh, very, very smart to himself. You know? He's got smart muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Tyvar's here, and he's just, like, very cockily leaning on a tree, being like, yeah, I've been watching you fight, and you did, like, pretty good, but you're gonna need my help to win. And Kai's like, well, then it would be really nice for you to actually help. And so... uh Tyvar uses his transmutation powers and turns his skin into stone and then one by one just kind of athletically dances around the trolls' attacks and confers the stony texture to their bodies and they are all stuck in place, stony uh, statues that were once living creatures. He does a Gandalf the Grey and the Hobbit on them. Yeah, basically. Uh, classic troll murder technique. Uh, leaving them stone in the in a field, so uh, Kaya and Tyvar have a little talk, and he's he's talking about how like yeah, my brother united the elves, but I think something is up because the God of Lies was talking to him, and I've followed that person, and it's not really the God of Lies; it's some other person. And Kaya's like, yeah, he's the person that I just found. Maybe we should work together, and. Tyvar's like, yeah. So Kaya notices that he's wearing a necklace that has a small little hedron on it. And she's like, OMG, you're a planeswalker. And Tyvar's like, I sure am. Wait, what's a planeswalker? Uh, and because he's a little baby. And and by little baby, I mean like he's like 18, 19-ish. Um, which is like, I guess extra baby by elf standards. Oh no, I just... But but clearly he's the intercontinental uh, champion of elves because that belt is amazing, y'all. <laughs> y'all, what? if Tyvar Kell was a if he was in our world, if he was real, he would be a TikTok influencer. Yep. Yeah. He would totally be doing the dances on TikTok. Oh my god! And he'd be he killing would, him. He would be killing him. Oh, and he'd be like doing those things where he's like text is appearing on the screen and he's like pointing at it while he's dancing, and it would all be misspelled. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, oh whoa, whoa. Uh, we will not disparage Tyvar Kell in my house. You are you are materializing uh, Tyvar Kell TikToks that will be incoming with cosplays. Um, <laughs> that are, I don't, I don't necessarily find interest in, but I'm sure others will. So he lives in a house with a bunch of other elves. <laughs> They're all influencers on TikTok. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, so there's a scene in the movie Shazam where uh, when they're trying to figure out what powers he has, uh, he and his friend do a bunch of YouTube videos of demonstrating powers, trying things out, and they get really, 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 really famous locally, Philadelphia. And that's Tyvar. Tyvar is the person who is recording himself showing off his muscles and cool feats. Uh, that That's him. 100%. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, Tyvar finds out that planeswalkers are a thing and that, uh, you know, he, he has a special magical power. He has connections with the land. He is an elf. There are elf tropes. He, you know, he is, he is not the tall, slender wood elf trope. Uh, he's, he's beefy and bulky and strong, but he's, he still has some of that trope space, uh, where, uh, he is able to open omen paths, even as an, a non-god. And he thinks that his first well, I guess we don't technically know Zendikar was his first planeswalk, but it was, I guess, implied. 
point is he's planeswalked at least to Zendikar, uh, and he thinks that was just another realm of Kaldheim. He he and Kaya open an omen path to uh, Immersturm, where Tybalt went, with the intent to track him down and get answers for all the crazy stuff that's been happening. Yeah, this uh, this story was short, but it was really good. Kaya beating up some elves and Tybalt uh, blowing a kiss on his way out is just... Trolls? Or trolls, elves, yeah, very different. No, they're not the same thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's almost like that really cool trailer that we got that we never mentioned at the start of the show that uh, Kaldheim has like an official trailer and it's really cool. And you should watch it because it's very short, which is a thing. An official cinematic trailer, which we should distinguish as separate from the teaser trailer that has the world tree with the oil dripping down it and like the statues of uh, characters. So there are two trailers uh, similar to War of the Spark, which had the teaser trailer and a cinematic trailer. So, yeah, uh, I enjoyed the story. Tyvar's abilities are super sweet. And I, I love I love all of the action in this story because, like, like Lorelai said, I, I really enjoyed the flushing out of a little bit more of how Kaya can use her abilities, and and also learning how Tyvar kind of uses his abilities. Um, that's me. I just like the combat, so it's really interesting to see that uh, we get we're getting some tiny indicators of uh tybalt and how he interacts and i'm i'm, I'm here for it uh, i i love the the subtle digs and the, the the mischief that he brings i love tybalt so much i love him so much uh i've i've this is the for arena for this that this is the second time i've written him he is just one of my favorite characters to write he's so delightful um it seems like everybody who's written him has had a blast with him you know, he will sinisterly whisper in your ear about how he's going to cut your throat, but also he will get mad at you for, you know, like getting dirt on his jacket. Um, he's simultaneously malicious and it's a good uh, peanut butter and jelly combination, or I guess chocolate and peanut butter for the people who like that. I personally hate the chocolate and peanut butter combination, but I know... <gasps> I, I I know I'm pretty rare in that opinion. But the point is those two sides of Tybalt, I think, make for a really fun character. I have yeah. I have a question. Is this uh Tybalt's first appearance in fiction outside of the comics? Yeah. It is. His Incredible. Like, web fiction debut or written text debut, whatever you want to consider it. Not many people really paid attention to the comics and the comics were kind of uh not especially heavy on Tybalt's interaction with just, like, I guess character interaction versus, like, specifically tormenting Chandra versus, like, this playful side that we get in the Coldheim story. Mm -hmm. He's a likable character for a <laughs> shitster like me. Tyvar is, I mean, if you gave me his card and told me he's, like, a master of transmutation, I'd just be like, okay, how? <laughs> I don't, I don't, um love that disconnect and it kind of reminds me of Nissa's original card where it's like she was elf tribal the planeswalker um and then like eventually develop more space later on i know it has to do with his brother leading everything but at the same time 
just an interesting power set for the character that you didn't really get to see um, on the cards necessarily. But Tyvar, I like I like the idea that there's other called Heim Planeswalkers that are out there and are just like uh, trying to conspiracy theory convince people that everything is attached to this world tree even though they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Which would just be like hilarious. Like, no, no, you have to understand everything ties back to Cold Time. And it's like, I mean, that theoretically could be true. Um, probably not, though. So we're just going to leave that one as is. Do you think Tyvar thought that the Eldrazi were just Cosmos monsters? I would, I would, I really hope that the Eldrazi excursions on Zendikar would have occurred after, I mean, before his first planeswalk, especially with him being a quote unquote baby planeswalker. Could, yeah. could you imagine though, he's like talking to someone and they're like, I lost my family to the Eldrazi, these horrible monsters that came from beyond the, the, at like the horizons or whatever. And then Tyvars are like, Oh yeah, those cosmos monsters. I've got a great story of when my uncle wrestled one of them. <laughs> and you know, coma is a is like something that has all these coils and stuff. So you could easily see him getting confused with like someone's talking about the tentacles of an Eldrazi versus the ten- like the, the the appendages of or not the appendages, but the the coils of coma. So there there's a certain level of ins- inscrutability to the cosmos monsters on Kaldheim. So there are like. Some interesting thematic parallels between uh, the Eldrazi and them. I know one of the things Jay talked about with Kaldheim that he was disappointed at uh, with this only being one set is that this world has really interesting metaphysics in that it's almost like a micro multiverse. That's very cool. Except like the rules aren't one to one compared to the multiverse. So there's like ways that it's different and ways that it's parallel. And I I think that's all very neat. And then our second story this week is the second eco story, the second of our side stories called Aim Through the Target by Setsu Izume. I will give you the the trademarked carry five minute summary. So Nico is in Starnheim. They're chilling with all these other legends who are from, well, one of them is specifically is from the story that I believe I'm going to get this name wrong, Burgie. Mm-hmm. No, you had that completely Burgie. right. Perfect. I, I couldn't remember which R-I or I-R Burgie had told them about in the previous Nico story. Very, very, very long story short, the angels arrive, um, try to shoo them back into the main hall area. Because he goes chasing after a cat. Yeah, Nico is obviously concerned that the angel from the last story who saw them literally imprison one of the other Valkyries inside of a shard, will be there. Um, turns out that Angel is there. Um, he gets pretty mad at them. And yeah, there's a there's a impending doom that um, like something is not correct in Starnheim. Um, as, of course, it's... Uh, I'm going to get the Serpent's name wrong now, too. Coma. Coma, okay. That's why I get Coma and Komutsa, or Kosima confused. Um, Koma the Serpent ends up there. Um, the Valkyries and Nico end up taking out Koma. That is that is the um, very, very short version of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm horrible at summarizing, so that is what we get. The the situation with the Valkyries is kind of amusing because they're like, Nico, you're not even supposed to be here, and they're like, Okay, but the Cosmo Serpent's gonna break into your realm, and they're like 
No, nothing's ever breached Starnheim. This place is indestructible. And then Koma immediately breaks into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they hatch this plan of their and because they're like, well, we can't kill this thing. Uh, and Nico's like, okay, but if I distract it and we all work together, we can maybe lure it somewhere else. Because all these omen paths are opening up around Starnheim. So uh, there's this whole aerial battle where uh, uh, Valkyries are luring Como where they want him to go. And uh, right before Como would eat a Valkyrie, Nico traps the Valkyrie in a mirror and then pops them back out. Koma ends up careening into the big lake that surrounds Starnheim uh, through an omen path. And, and Nico's like barely holding onto the edge, um, strength spent. And they're like, well, this is what heroes do. I guess this is done. And they let go. And then their hand is grabbed by the angel that they imprisoned in uh, the mad angel. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're friends now, or whatever. And, and so, Nico and the Valkyries charge down through the Omen Path after Coma. I want to say that it's very funny, because Nico devises this plan, uh, because they're thinking about the laser pointer with the cat. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're just like, hey, what if we just laser pointed the giant world-eating serpent away from from here? We'll just, just distract it. Uh, I I love that these two cats in these two stories are like crucial to Nico's interaction with the world. I think that's very grounding of them as a character where, uh, you know, Nico's from Theros. It's this world of, you know, where these larger than life myths are just history. Mythology just is history. Gods loom on the horizon. But like Nico's interaction with the world around them, is just like kitty cat. And accidentally kitty cats their way into saving Starnheim. <laughs> and and I, I think that's cute. The actual most entertaining part of the story is Nico just being like, okay, I'm just going to spill my hand. And they're like, I'm, I'm from Theros. You don't know who I am. Um, and I caught one of you and also the serpents here. And they're like, I will believe exactly one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like... Like, you know, we, we had this discussion about, you know, Tyvar and not knowing that, you know, Zendikar was a different plane entirely than Kaldheim. Is, is Nico, this is Nico's first planeswalk. They don't have a grasp on what the multiverse is. Um, you know, the first Nico episode had this whole part where uh, they were working with, was it Kel, I think? Trying to figure out a map of where Theros was on the world tree and they couldn't figure out how to make it work. Nico doesn't really understand the implications of, hey, I'm from this place called Theros. I don't feel like the Valkyries would care even if, like, they were able to prove it, though. So that's the, that's the, that's the most entertaining bit. Because I was just like, okay, just going to admit all this stuff to you. And the only thing that's important um, after the fact, after uh, the angel kind of tracks him down immediately, is the Cosmos Serpent is here. Mm -hmm. I really like Nico. I do too. I really enjoyed these stories. I think this one has so like the fight scene has a lot going on with uh with Koma and then like the ending is kind of hard to follow cuz there's all these omen paths and Nico is like tricking Koma to fall into one of them 
which is kind of implied to be towards Immersturm, but it's kind of hard to tell. And it gets a little confusing about what's going on. Uh, but like if if you reread it, it becomes a lot easier to understand. And it's got some like really cool moments. And one of them is like right at the end uh, when Nico's wrist gets grabbed by Avtir and Nico says, you done watching Reaper? And like the cool thing about that is that's Nico asking like, am I dead? Are you taking me to Starnheim? <laughs> and then the Reaper says, your fate isn't decided yet. And then Nico's like, fate's just someone else telling you who to be. And it's just really fun. It's really cool. It's like dramatic, <laughs> but also like, I don't know. I just like the the vibe, the general vibe of that moment. You know, and that and that's a really great moment because uh, Avtir is a reaper. The class of angels, uh, Valkyries, that usually slaughter cowards. Um, whereas um, it's, it's the other class of angels that usually say, no, no, wait, wait. Let them live longer. They may still do something heroic down the line. And this is a moment where Avtir is kind of breaking out of that role and being like, no, no, Nico, there there could be greatness in you yet. We'll see. And I I like that that slight influence, like with Nico's interference in Avtir's life, Avtir is breaking the destined path of uh, his Valkyrie class a little bit there. I think is cool. Yeah, it's like a little parallel story to Nico's own. Yeah, these are just two really good stories, and I, um, I love Nico. I love these characters. I'm sad there wasn't more Kiel. I wanted to go back to, <laughs> to like, uh, Bredegard and like Nico come back and tell their story about when they went to Starnheim. Like, I want to see that scene. It makes me sad it's not there, but maybe in the future. Also, like to kind of trail on from the main storyline there's like a lot of uh fleshing out of the magic that specifically nico has like those shards that they have um require some amount of concentration to maintain Mm -hmm. uh hold on whatever is in them otherwise they're just going to let it rip (laughs) overall i'm i'm very happy with these side stories i'm excited to know how it ties into the main storyline Again, haven't really read ahead. I did read the Tybalt story last week, so I did uh, kind of cheat there. But that's because it's Tybalt, and everybody loves Tybalt. So <laughs> everybody loves Tybalt. Got the cat. The Planeswalker cast for this is so good. I like them all so much. I thought you said Planeswalker cat, and I was very concerned about the cat <laughs> at the beginning of the story. I was like, who is this now? No, no, no. Ajani, Ajani is not in call time. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I God, I'm excited to read next week's story. I'm excited about Tybalt. I love the way Tybalt and Kaya are kind of like so very different from each other. It's just uh Tybalt is so lovely. The his characterization is just so fun. She does Kaya does accuse Tybalt in the story this week of knowing something about what's going on with uh Vorinclex. She tells him that there's a monster in Kaldheim, something from outside the plane. Uh, and it's like, you wouldn't have anything to do with that, would you? And he's like, a monster? I'm shivering in my boots. I positively must find somewhere to hide. Let me just... And he tries to, like, run away and Kai <laughs> interrupts him. <laughs> it's just so funny, because it's just like, oh, Tibble, even if he doesn't have anything to do with it, he seems so guilty in this story. Yeah, I love him so much. He's such a little gremlin. <laughs> he would be so bad at Among Us. He would not be able to hide the fact <laughs> that he just killed someone. 
No, like, li- like literally, the literal first moment he gets, even if everyone is in the cafeteria, he would just kill someone. And he and <laughs> killing he, off cooldown. He he'd get yeeted out of the airlock, flipping off the crew as he freezes in the vacuum of space, because that's just how he rolls. I can't wait to see more of Tyvar. He's super cool. Yeah, here's my genuine wish is that Tyvar does not Tyvar in particular does not suffer the I sparked on this plane, I will remain on this plane and never be seen without returning to this plane. Which is Agreed. Like, there are so many planeswalkers in Magic that kind of fall into that space where it's like... Cough. Have we seen Ralzeric off of uh, Ravnica? Like, not as a card. That's the important thing, is like being able to see them outside of their home environment is uh, very kind of... It just adds like an uh, extra layer to the character because the cards are what people remember. And remembering that uh, Kaya is on Kaldheim, Kaya was on Ravnica, Kaya was on Fiora... Like, you can kind of track that path with the storyline. Mm-hmm. So. You know what I want to see? I want to see Tyvar on um, Lorwyn. Like, how do they rank, like, how would they rate him? Like, is he, a, like, would he be clar- classified as, like, a perfect or just, he doesn't have horns? But, like, <laughs> he, he's a beefcake, though. Like, how, how would, how would they rate him? He's, uh, he's certainly not an eye blight. Here's my counter offer. Azuri, gone. Tyvar, in. Get him leading Mazalsa <laughs> Mirrodin. We'll, we'll have the place cleared up in a second. Yep, him and Koth. Let's go. <laughs> I uh, I wonder what happens if Tyvar uh, touches some Phyrexian oil. Oh, no. Let's not. No, <laughs> no, no. Stop it. Stop it. Get out of here. We're, we're going to have a Tyvar Phyrexianized fight no, against uh, no. Koth, and Brian is no. going to have to like have no. the worst time of his life. No. Look, we're not finished with Kaldheim's story yet. There's a Frexian here. We'll see. We'll see Stop what it. happens. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> now, now I'm trying to think, when have we actually ever seen Ral off Ravnica? Just the, the little... Never. Or- he got summoned by Tezzeret that one time, but that was when Tezzeret was on Amonkhet. That's pretty much it. Was Ral, was Ral s- summoned, or did Tezzeret go? I don't remember. I don't Tefiri was a planeswalker in Magic for 25 years and did not leave Dominaria as far as fans were concerned, except for Ravnica. Like, he never went to Wrath, he never went to Mercadia, he only existed on Dominaria. And there was, like, a nameless plane that he mentions going to in Future Sight, but it's like, aside from that, like, you kinda need to have the cards off of the main set world in order for people to remember that that character (laughs) <laughs> is a planeswalker yeah. otherwise they're essentially functionally a legendary creature that's just like stuck on ravnica forever yeah no like like cough like ral i'm yeah. trying to think like we got his origin bit in um gathering storm on that unnamed plane and then i and then uh we didn't really see him planeswalk until um magic the Gathering for a second where we see him on um alara and ixalan it's just a very strange space to be in, and I, I feel like they still have that uphill battle to fight with, which is just, like, showing the characters off the main world. And that just involves a lot more overlapping storylines. Like, Yeah, and I, I think the Gatewatch was a big part of that, because they focused so heavily on those planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get a chance to see any of the other ones following or going to different planes. Yeah. 
if you were going to return to Ravnica, you were going to have Domri raid there, and then you were going to count how many red-green planeswalkers you have and be like, eh, I can't get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's very funny because I I knew about Ren and Six when I learned about Domri dying, and I'm like, well, they're replacing that one quickly. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think, gonna be-ish where we wrap this episode. We we did keep it short. I told you. Stupid curse where we say it's gonna be short and then it's like an hour and 20 minute episode. Uh, I mean, I gave the five minute story <laughs> summary that barely glossed yeah. over the battle scenes. That's yeah. my issue, genuinely, is that when I get to battle scene areas, like, I can take quests for Karn regrettably because there's like very very little fighting it's just like okay here's a battle and then here's traveling and then here's a battle and then here's traveling mm -hmm. but when it's like paragraphs and paragraphs of actual like strikes happening in combat my eyes just like fall off the page and it's unfortunate but it's it's my human flaw is that i love uh non-action stories <laughs> <laughs> you're the yin to my yang carrie yeah. i love the action you like the non-action yeah and I like the final thoughts. <laughs> What's your final thought, Lorelai? <laughs> Just a terrible segue. <laughs> no, no, you committed to it. Um, <sighs> my final thought is that uh, I have finally finished uh, Keepo in the Age of Wonder Beasts with uh, one of my partners earlier this week. Uh, or last week. No, it's last week. I, I know how time works. <laughs> it was so good. It was adorable. I don't I don't know over the last like 7 years. I don't I don't know what deity decided that hey, we're going to make a ton of really high caliber children's cartoons now. It just keeps happening and uh Kibo Keep, is wonderful and colorful and hilarious and optimistic. I think uh the one main character Dave is what just just one of the one of the funniest freaking uh television characters i have seen in anything in a very long time it's got a lot of heart it's got um interesting characters and interesting world building it's fucking gay i loved it did did a nice little cry at the end too it was it was nice go watch it it's on uh, netflix uh 3 seasons it's uh, 30 episode total so Go do it now. It's my final thought. <laughs> my final thought is that I've been watching WandaVision and I'm super excited about where it's going. Um, there, there's some really interesting stuff that's happening and I just watched the trailer for the next episode today, which is the episode that would have come out on Friday if this is released on Monday. But, you know, I'm super excited about what I saw in that trailer. Plus the ending of the last episode is really neat. So can't wait for that. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, though. In order to prevent myself from gushing about WandaVision too much, uh, I'm, I'm going to reiterate a statement I made. I forget where, but uh, the MCU desperately needs weird in it, and WandaVision is really weird. It is, it is exactly what uh, Marvel should be doing right now. I have to give a final thought, and my final thought this week is going to be Head empty, no thoughts. Uh, can't really think of anything to talk about. Been playing a lot of League of Legends, and wow, doing some normal raiding. It's a lot of fun, but I don't really... Uh, time has not really changed a lot for the last 10 months, so it's kind of hard to track that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, it's really cool that I've been on a podcast for a whole year now, though. That's like, uh, that's fun. It's been nice having you here. I know we were sarcastic at the beginning, but it's been really good having you on the show. Thank you. I think we remained sarcastic throughout, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, you know, we were sarcastic about different things. My final thought is, is it pre-release weekend? I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is pre-release it's weekend. Pre-release weekend? If you went to your LGS and played in a pre-release event, stop listening forever and uh, just like be a fucking normal human and stay home, please, for the love of God. <laughs> with, with the caveat that a lot of places in the world are able to hold pre-releases in, in person, in stores, safely because they followed the rules and had competent governments and... Uh, don't have to worry too much about uh covid anymore but uh yeah if, if you're in the united states and you're leaving your house to sit in a a small closed room with a lot of other humans don't yeah please really really, really that simple we are still we are still in the middle of a pandemic we are not near the end this will not be stopping anytime soon that's a grim note to leave on, but like seriously, <laughs> just consider other people's safety over your own every step of the way. If you're having trouble finding some fun stuff to do at home, uh, consider uh, playing the stock market. Um... <laughs> no, do not. <laughs> well, you know, Lorelai, I have like $3 and I need to spend that $3 on something. What is a good way I could spend $3? Bitcoin. Go, oh, okay. <laughs> this is a segue. This is a really good segue. No, no I, I picked up on that. Because if you, <laughs> listener, really need $3 to, to spend on something, you can head over to this website. It's called uh, patreon.com slash the Vorthos cast. And you can take your dollars that you need to spend. Uh, or maybe you just want to spend them. Maybe maybe it's... Uh, uh, it's just a little uh, fun thing for you to do. You can head over to to that website and uh, help support the Vorthos cast. That's us. Uh, keep making new episodes and producing content. And uh, everyone on there gets access to our Discord community where Vorthoses from around the world are sitting here. Listen to us make bad segues. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're having a good time. You know, new new set. The uh, The... The preview weeks and and weeks after are uh, always very fun for for our community because we have uh, people playing the cards and, and building decks and talking about the stories that are, when they're happening and uh, it's a blast. The um oh what's the action RPG Magic Legends? Magic Legends. Yeah. Not to be confused <laughs> with any other Legends products. Uh, Magic Legends, the the online action RPG thing. Uh, is uh, heading into uh, another closed alpha. Is that the thing going around now? Uh, open alpha. I open think, alpha, isn't it? I don't know. Open beta is in March, though. So soon, soon, basically, any y'all will be able to uh, start uh, start doing that. So yeah, uh, Patreon.com/slash/TheVorthosCast a good place to be. I feel like you are you are inviting curses into our home because if somebody needs to spend $3, I assume that has been given to them by like a mysterious <laughs> stranger who's like, give this to somebody you hate and you're just you're just going to get rid of that $3 any way possible. So give us the good $3. Save the bad $3 for 
hedge funds. <laughs> that is like so much less disturbing than the tooth lich, so haha <laughs> 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 hey, hey, throwback hey. joke uh anyway <laughs> thank you all for listening this has been the borthos cast <laughs>